Welcome moms of all stages. If you've ever thought you were a bad mom, if you have, you're in the right place. I'm Jody, your host. I'm a mom of four, a 20-year educator and behavior specialist, and certified life coach. On this podcast, you'll hear about family life at its best and at its worst and everywhere in between. We'll talk about mental health and inclusion and other hard topics, but most importantly, we will talk about how you can define good mom on your terms. You can show up as the mom you want to be starting now. Let's get started. Okay, welcome back, moms. We, I told you we were going to have a special guest on the podcast in March, and it is the day for that. My daughter, Janelle, is here, and you might remember that I had interviewed my middle daughter, and Janelle is my oldest daughter, so I'm going to let her introduce herself, and then we are going to talk about some things that might be helpful um, for you and your family from her perspective. Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm really excited to be a part of this. Um, I'm Janelle. I'm the oldest daughter in our family, and um, I graduated from University of Washington a couple years ago, and I about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I moved into my own studio apartment, um, and I am working in accounting right now. I have two cats. Um, <laughs> that's kind of like... I guess that's like me in a nutshell. I don't know if you want me to share anything else. No, that's good. That's great. Well, what I wanted to just offer to moms who are dealing with either family members that are struggling with either mental health challenges or disabilities, or they even just are a family that is just struggling with post-pandemic stress and having maybe sibling dynamics going on, just the family kind of stress. And I think everyone knows that we, we've talked about it openly, (laughs) that our family had a lot of stress. And so your childhood, I don't know if you tell your therapist on a regular (laughs) basis, all the stories, but I just wanted to like offer to moms, you know, what, what are some things that were really helpful for you growing up in kind of a stressful household? And Or maybe you want to take the angle of, you know, my perspective of you growing up was that you were being the oldest of the three girls, even though Zach was older than you, you kind of took on a helper role in our family. I always felt like you helped me so much. And I know that that wasn't always easy on you, but I just thought maybe we could talk about that a little bit. So what what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think that for me... Um, I definitely did feel like the helper, but I liked being the helper. I kind of took it upon myself. I struggle with lack of control. Um, (laughs) And so growing up, obviously, there was a lot of that. There's always lack of control, but I think especially growing up in our family um, with mental like mental health issues and everything and just being in a large family in general there's a lot that's out of your control um and I think that for me I like by helping with chores or by being like really focusing on school and trying to be really independent it was like my way of taking control of Mm -hmm. what felt like I was out of my control. It was like, okay, well, at least I can do this. You know, like I can be a really good student. I can be a really good daughter. I can be a really good sister. And so that made me feel more 
like grounded, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was there, were there times when you, like looking back now, um, were there times that you felt like, because you didn't initially experience having a learning disability or having mental health issues, you developed anxiety over time, but you didn't experience those challenges as much when you were young. So did you, were there times that you felt neglected in a way, or I don't know what word you might use for it, but where you felt like, because it's very common in families where the mom wants to like meet the needs of all the kids, of course, but there's challenges with that. And Mm -hmm. so I just wondered from your experience, from your perspective, if you felt that way sometimes. Yeah, I think growing up, there were, there were definitely times, um, when I just felt, I I wouldn't really use the word neglected. Um, and I think that part of it is like on me too. Cause I, I don't know, like I was saying, like, it was my, my cope, my way of coping was like to be independent and like mm-hmm. to not ask for help. And then I think that it, it got to a point where it was a little bit detrimental and it like fed into how I am as an adult too and it wasn't like until I like when I went to when I started going to therapy when I was in college it like really made me realize like when I was a child it was really hard for me to ask for help Mm -hmm. and it was like hard for me to kind of be like vulnerable and share what I was struggling with because I felt like it was like a burden to you mm-hmm. or like a burden to you or to dad or just like our family. Like I was like, I'm the one who's like the one that they don't need to worry about. So if I come forward and I say like, I'm struggling with this or I'm worried about this, then it's like, I'm just going to totally derail our whole family. You know, like I yes. felt like I was like the strings that was like keeping it together. Yes. And, um, and, so, but, but when I was a, like you asked if I felt that way when I was a kid and I, like, I, I think that maybe I did subconsciously, but not, like, it wasn't, like, oh, my gosh, my parents don't care about, you know? But it was it yeah. was kind of, like, I do remember thinking, like, I would try, like, I, I like, as you remember, I, like, focused really hard on school. And yeah. I, like, when I was young, I made this, like, goal for myself that I was going to get straight A's and I was going to be valedictorian. And it was, like, that was, like, my goal. And I felt like... um when I would get like good grades and stuff or have parent teacher conferences, like you and you and dad would be like, Oh, good job. But like, you were kind of like, like it wasn't like a big deal to you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, Oh, whatever. Sometimes, like we expected it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just remember some of my friends, they're like, Oh, my, my parents like took me to dinner or something. <laughs> like, cause I got like this good grade and I was like, like, my, parents, my, yeah, I'm like my parents, really, it was just another day for them. They're like, whatever. Like, we had other, like, bigger things going on, you know? And so, like, I mean, there there were definitely little moments like that. But, like, I don't know. I, I think I, I noticed it more, like, as I grew up and I, like, looked back. I was like, oh, all those, like, behaviors that I was doing was, like, were a coping mechanism. Like, I nice. thought that I was just, I was like, oh, I'm so put together. I'm just, like, a high <laughs> achiever. But it was, like, it was actually me coping. Like, yeah. it was how I felt okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's how I made myself feel okay. And yes. so it's, like, in a lot of ways, I remember, like, my fir- like, the first therapist that I went to when I was in college, it was when I started having like really bad panic attacks. Yes, um, I remember. Yeah, and I was really, I was like really in a bad, like 
state of mind. And um, I went to this therapist. I, I remember I like she started asking about like my childhood and like growing up and stuff. And I was like telling her like, oh, yeah, like I was super involved in this and this. And like I, I would like drive Cassidy to school. I would drive Cassidy to practice. And I was doing cross country and cheer at the same time and like all these things. And like I was a class president and my therapist was like, do you think that like part of you made yourself like so busy, like as like a distraction? And it's like, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> it literally like blew my mind. And yeah. I was like, it totally was like I distracted myself with all these things so that I didn't have to worry about like my like struggles in like the relationships in our family and mm-hmm. like all the chaos that was part of growing up yeah in that dynamic and it was it was like my way of kind of coping with that like I'll just keep myself really busy so that I don't have to like confront my fears and my anxiety as much you know it was it did distract me and I was like Mm -hmm. it's true like it's it really was like how I how I coped yes yeah and I mean in so many ways you were really successful and it put you on a path where you were able to you know you really did go like you said set goals for yourself achieve those goals and then you know all of those things like were in some ways they kind of it set you up in a good way that way, mm-hmm. but there was an effect that was yeah. negative, and there were hard things that came, you know, like that came as a cot at a price yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's really helpful because, like, you're talking about the chaotic dynamic of a family with when you have multiple kids with different needs, and this is even if you don't have diagnoses of different types, but just like you said, being in a large family by itself. Um, can be somewhat chaotic and then <laughs> just I I you sparked something when you were talking about I was thinking about our family dynamics and you probably remember this too but sometimes we developed as a family we developed coping skills too like you had your individual ones but then as a family I think because we wanted to kind of stabilize or prevent you know major upsets mm-hmm. you know and so we would tend to be like oh, don't bring up that topic. Or, you know, we would be in a restaurant and if it was like everybody handed their, I can't remember what it was, a hamburger or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Immediately yeah. all of us were like, oh, you can trade with me. Like, yeah. Just, all the kids. Yeah. Offered. So we would develop these different things that weren't always the most, they were coping. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, they we were just doing the best we could Yeah. Um, <clears throat> under that, you know, that circumstance. But I just wondered if there were, if there were other things that you could share that would be helpful for moms to know, like I think one of them is being aware that there are going to be kids with different personalities in the family who may not feel, like you said, you know, not feeling comfortable to bring up your needs, mm-hmm. right? And because feeling like my parents are already stressed out right. or whatever, and fitting into that role. So that's one really good thing for, for parents to notice that and be aware of it. I'm just wondering if there's anything else specifically that would have helped you that you felt like, you know, that you've learned later, either through therapy or just in relationships now, you know, in your job or anything like that, where um, you can think of something like, oh, that would have been helpful. Does anything come to mind on that? I think that I you might have already had an episode on this. But I think that the, like, the special time yeah. that we do in our family, that 
that it was really helpful for sure. Cause it just, when you're, I don't know, growing up with like multiple, like a big family, sometimes you like, you don't get, you don't always get like those special, like one-on-one moments with yeah, Diff- like different family members, like just to connect and yeah, and so I think that um, that was like really helpful. And dad, like dad, taking such an interest like in our like sports and stuff, mm-hmm. like that that sticks out to me as like a core, like a core memory. Yeah, um, like I think just making, just like making time and those like special moments like for each of your kids is so important because otherwise they like it is kind of easy to feel like like obviously I always knew that you guys loved me and you were proud of me but when you don't like take like intentionally like acknowledge it and make that special like time for it um sometimes it's you just kind of as a kid you you feel like kind of almost like forgotten you know mm-hmm. yeah or the message is like do I matter as much yeah as, right yeah and like yeah. where do I fit like you know even if you like you said you know that you're deep down you know that you're loved but sometimes it's just yeah you I can see how you would get messages mm-hmm. that would be like well wait a second another thought came up I I was thinking like we tried to use like in our family too we tried to um like use humor and yeah <laughs> you know yeah we definitely um, do that a lot <laughs> um and we have I was trying to think what else we do that I think has actually somebody else was asking me something recently and they're like well you know how do you deal with that level of stress over time like I mean we've like high level of like having someone in the hospital mm-hmm. and having like events that can be traumatic right and so how did we counterbalance that and you know, feel like we had a way to, you know, just be healthy emotionally. Do you remember um, besides humor or do you remember any other things that, I mean, you played sports, you were very active and we as a family tried to, tried to do activities also like Sunday Mm -hmm. drives and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, But does anything else come to mind? Do you remember any, or maybe not even in our family, but other other supports that you had that um, that helped at times when, you know, it was pretty scary sometimes we had with hospitalizations and the uncertainty of that and the fear. I mean, that was a lot for you to cope with when you were pretty young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I learned, I think that I learned after, like, after growing up and going to therapy and stuff, I realized that when I was a kid, I think that I was a little bit, like, avoidant uh-huh. because you know this about me, but, like, once you open up those, like, those gates <laughs> in my, like, heart of my emotions, I, like, it literally explode and it'll, it's just, like, an outpouring. <laughs> yes, because I, what I've, what I've learned, like, and I've, I, it's definitely something that I'm a lot better at now, um, but it used to be really hard for me to, like, share my feelings and, you know, and be vulnerable like that. And I would try to be, like, really strong. Yeah. And even, like, even when um, grandma died in college, I was, like, a sophomore in college. And I remember, like, my friend Kelly, I, like, 
I went to work. Like, I literally went to work, like, when I got back from the funeral, and Kelly was like, Why are you're you so there? strong. <laughs> and, like, but, it like, it, to me, it was like, if I go home, then I'm going to have to, like, sit in my feelings. It's going to be harder, you yeah. know? And so part of growing up, I've realized, is it's, like, it's, str- it's, like, strong to feel your feelings, and it's strong to be vulnerable and to talk about your feelings with your family. Yes. Like, to let yourself cry. It's, yeah. like... I've realized that that is actually like sometimes that it sounds it it sounds like kind of cheesy, but it's like that's actually the bravest thing that you can do, like do sometimes because just, yeah. yeah, let yourself like let yourself be sad and let yourself cry and feel the pain, because mm-hmm. um, then that's how you can really like start to start to get past it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you're sharing that because it is. I think for moms that have families struggling, I think that those kinds of coping mechanisms that develop kind of happen almost on their own, like, mm-hmm. you know, in a way, like, I wasn't telling you, like, you need to be strong. Like, yeah. Don't cry. <laughs> no, exactly. It was, <laughs> but, yeah. but I also didn't, on the other hand of it, I didn't, like, go in and sit down and say, honey, it is okay to cry and, like, have, like, more sessions of that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you, you did kind of learn just through, like, the absence of both of those things to just figure it out on your own. Right. And, and yeah. so then you tended to put on the, I do have to be strong. And so that, you know, that developed. It's not, I always like to say, like, we did the best we could at the time, you know, as moms and as kids yeah. with what, you know, how we do that. But it's just interesting when you get older and mm-hmm. you start to realize, okay, well, how did this develop in me? Like, this is yeah. interesting that I that I struggle emotionally to express how I feel or that I am really uncomfortable yeah. 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 And it's, it's definitely something that like takes practice and it's something that like romantic partners have told me and friends have told me they're like, you like, like sometimes I don't know what's going on with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly I like find out that you're like really sad or you're really struggling with this thing or like these like major events happen. And sometimes I like, I don't share because I don't want it's just, it's something that I, like, avoided for, like, so long that yes. it doesn't feel natural to me. And mm-hmm. so it's something that I'm still, like, actively working to do. Yeah. And I've, it's just something that takes practice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I'm definitely getting better at it. And it gets easier, like, the more the yeah. more that I do it. But, yeah, I think that, like, going back to, like, your original question, I think just, yeah, like, saying, just, like, a- actively saying and demonstrating that like it's okay like to like all emotions are okay yeah like it's okay okay to feel your emotions and Mm -hmm. like it's okay to be upset right sometimes right and to make time for that Mm -hmm. yeah definitely okay I really appreciate you coming and I think these were some really good like just some perspective that's what I wanted moms to have you know to be able to say like okay if you have kids that are like in the tween ages right now and you have a chaotic family and you have all this stuff going on then you know here are some things that might help right now with your family and with helping your kids develop emotionally in a healthy way and so that's that was really insightful and helpful that you shared that thank you honey okay so we just finished and we're going to add something else in. <laughs> so <laughs> it's important. One, yes. There's one more thing to say. So, um, so I'm just going to let you tell it. And then if I have any follow-up, I'll ask you a question. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just going to say, when, um, 
like when you first asked me to do this podcast and I was just like thinking about our our relationship and stuff and just like moments that stood out to me and one moment that like I always remember is when you were driving me to UW and I was moving out for the first time and you were driving me to like start school and go to college and you like you told me like I want you to know that this is your time to like focus on yourself and I don't want you to worry about what's happening at home and like with our family like you are the number one like priority like this is your time and it it made me feel like it was it was like emotional for me because I was it was my role in the family you know and you knew that and um it was really like a it was like a turning it really was like a turning point and I feel like when I moved out and I started going to college it was like okay it's okay for me to like focus on myself and like put myself first yes so important I mean I'm just like hearing it now I do remember (laughs) telling you that and I remember thinking I hope she really can hear this (laughs) she can really hear that (laughs) but um but also I I think it's so important that that moms like when I had that instinct to to be like I think in those thresholds at different times when your kids like either they start kindergarten or they start high school or they go to college or whatever that there's different times where you feel like there's an important message that you want your child to hear at that point. And, and it doesn't even have to be at a threshold. It could be other times where it's like, okay, I think they really need to hear this message. And so I think that's important for moms to trust that, you know, what you say when you, when you tell your child something, it could have a really big impact. Mm -hmm. And like, like you said, it's something that you draw upon now. You like, you think, you think back to it and have always remembered that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, it just gave me permission, mm-hmm. you know, to, yeah. like, put myself first, really. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing. I'm glad we put that back in there because that was important. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. And so we will be having probably more interviews with more of my family members. It could get interesting if we <laughs> <laughs> if we continue this. We might dig up some more things, but... Um, <laughs> Emotions are fine. We can feel our feelings. It's safe, right? Okay, so we will be back next week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. If you like this podcast, please rate and review so we can spread the word to other moms who are going through the same thing. You can also find me over on Instagram. You'll find links to my website there, information about my coaching program, and free resources. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great week, and please rate and review.